Dateline, 29th of June, 2015. Well, good day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 357. Did they sneak one in on us, Grant? Yeah, I think Rob got sneaky and uh, put one into the feed. Uh, I mean, we knew we had to take a break because of the Udvahazi session, but yeah, I, I got onto the feed and went, hang on, I thought I'd seen an, another episode download sneakily onto my system. And yeah, Rob um, Rob got one out while uh, while everyone was looking the other way. Yes, that uh, was very, very sneaky of him. But anyway, here we are at 357 Grant. And you know what? Um, let's talk military. There's been some interesting arrivals uh, to the Australian military fleet recently. The Baby Herx, well, the first one of them has arrived. The first uh, C-27J Spartan has uh, touched down at RAF Base Richmond up there in Sydney. Uh, that's fantastic news. Grant, uh, the Baby Herc, and now we can watch them barrel roll those things at every air show that's going to come up in the next 10 years. Fantastic. Oh, I think you'd be dreaming, mate. Tell him he's dreaming. <laughs> uh, I I've sincerely doubt we're going to ever see the uh, the RAF barrel rolling a C-27J, much and all as we'd all love to see it, let alone be on it. But uh, yeah, the uh, it's, it's amazing what you can do with a demonstrator model that doesn't have to last 30 years. <laughs> yeah. uh, the... Uh, but uh, that is correct that they have arrived. Um, the first C-27J Spartan completed its delivery from the uh, prime contractor's Waco, Texas facility, uh, left there June 15th and uh, landed uh, here uh, just the other day, actually. So uh, pretty, pretty short island hopping rundown. And, uh, yeah, the next one's due in August. Now, the good thing about uh, the, you know, the arrival of these, apart from the fact that they're standing up a new squadron, well, it's actually re-standing up an old squadron, but uh, you know, that's another interesting thing. We actually haven't had a, an effective uh, battlefield airlifter since the retirement of the Caribou aircraft some four or five years ago. Now, I think that was just about the time we were starting off on this podcasting uh, adventure, Grant. So uh, it's been a while since we uh, have had that sort of capability, so it's good to see that they're here. It's going to take a while until the entire fleet arrives and until they stand up squadron operationally I guess but a uh, really great start to see those aircraft here. Now of course Grant the obvious question comes along, when do we get our media rides? That's what I want to know. Yeah I know mate, I think we might have to go and be very nice to our friends up at Richmond and uh, see if they'll uh, <coughs> extend the offer. You know those great guys at RAF Media. Oh, I always said they were good blokes, I know they're listening to this. <laughs> yeah I know they're crazy enough to listen to us aren't they? But uh, hey, some other good news in the uh, military front and this time it's for BAE Systems based out at Tamworth in regional New South Wales. For for uh, quite a, some time, they've been doing basic flight training at their base at Tamworth uh, for the Royal Australian Air Force and a, and a number of other air forces. And uh, the Royal Singaporean Air Force has uh, said that they're going to extend their contract to uh, continue doing ba- basic flight training here in Australia. And as we read here in this article in AustralianAviation.com.au, BAE Systems uh, stated that it will uh, continue to provide the Royal uh, Singaporean Air Force with uh, aircraft, purpose-built training facilities, instructor training, student accommodation, etc., etc., etc. through until the end of 2019. Now that's good news Grant because um, you know I hear rumours that the Royal Australian Air Force might be moving on to another contract at a base much closer to where you and I live. That's right mate, all indications on the grapevines and uh, all but publicly stated within various groups of defence is that uh, yeah the uh, Lockheed Martin team along with Pilatus and Hawker Pacific are going to win the Air 5428 pilot training project contract and uh, they're going to relocate everything down to East Sale, not far from Melbourne. 
uh, the government hasn't officially announced it, but everything is indicating that that's the case. Now that's going to wind up in Tamworth in about 2018. So there's only one more year of the uh, Royal Singaporean Air Force. So beyond 2019, we're not sure what's coming up, but uh, yeah, that's uh, at, at least something's extended. Any uh, talk of aircraft type, mate? They may very well be going straight onto the PC-21. Wow. Hey, hey, does that mean we have to talk to another group of ref cool media guys for a ride? Oh, totally, mate. And uh, as always, start at the top and uh, talk nice to the media people at the entirety of the Defence Force. Oh, fantastic. I wonder if the guys over at that side of things have such great moustaches as the guys at, uh, you know, the air movements. Well, it depends on if it's Movember or not, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, enough being subtle. Let's let's talk about another flight that actually I would uh, actually be very interested to do, uh, except, of course, that it's rather sad, and that is a uh, yet another Qantas retirement flight. Of course, when Qantas retires uh, one of their big heavy aircraft, they usually fly them across the Pacific and pop them in the desert over there in Victorville. Uh, and, of course, uh, the latest uh, Qantas 747 to do that is VHOJI, Oscar Juliet India, after 25 years of service in the fleet. It's flying off. In fact, it's as we record this, it's flown off to do that. So uh, that's a bit sad, but uh, 25 years, a very good run for that aircraft. Indeed, mate. And uh, rather appropriate, QF6021, the ferry flight, took off from Sydney at 7.47am. Very cute. Uh, wound up in Honolulu and then uh, moved on to Mojave, California. And they're not sure what its fate's going to be, whether it's going to stick around, uh, just stay in parking, somebody else might buy it, or whether it's going to uh, wind up being carved up. Yeah, interesting. And, uh, you know, I've been saying for many years that Qantas only had uh, nine 747s left in the fleet. Well, actually, uh, it appears I was wrong about that. It's uh, This now reduces it, apparently, to 11. So uh, that's still uh, not many of those aircraft left. Uh, this particular airframe, and for the... You now, Grant, you know I love this, these stats. Uh-huh. Construction number 24887-826. It's a 438, so it's been in the Qantas fleet all this time. It was actually ordered by Qantas on April the 13th, 1989, which is actually was my 18th birthday. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Well, the question I have, when you look at the uh, remaining 11 747s they have, they've got uh, six GE-powered Dash 400 ERs, they've got four Rolls-Royce powered Dash 400s, and then they've got one GE-powered Dash 400. So my question is, are they going to just slowly let the four Rolls-Royces go so that they've just got five GE aircraft? Or does the uh, GE-powered 747-400 have a different engine to the GE-powered 747-400ER such that it's just not worth worrying and uh, Rolls-Royce or GE, it doesn't matter, just let them all go? It's it's an interesting question because you know they're going to keep the ERs right to the bitter end. Oh, absolutely. And why wouldn't they? Uh, they get uh, great performance out of those aircraft. Yeah, I don't really know the answer to that, but uh, maybe somebody who listens to this show that's more, uh, you know, au fait with Qantas Engineering might be able to uh, email us and let us know about that. That's actually a very interesting. I'd never even consider that grant considering your uh, you know pile to the eyeballs with uh, cold and flu medication at the moment that's very well done mate oh uh, well you know it's amazing what happens when you are in a slightly alternate reality thanks to uh, cold cold and flu pills well grant you'd better recover and recuperate very quickly because uh, we're off to commentate at yet another air show three or four days after this podcast goes to air we're going up to uh, just north of Sydney to the Hunter Valley Air Show 2015 really looking forward to that and uh, thanks to the efforts of uh, Alan Van Pudge and his assistant uh, we'll have a PA system set up there and all of that when we arrive. You and I, because of our day jobs, get to go up on the Friday 
they're actually driving up on the Thursday, setting up on the Friday. We'll do the uh, show on the Saturday, Sunday. Uh, you and I fly back Sunday evening, and uh, those lucky boys get to drive home on the Monday. Now, it's looking like another fantastic uh, air show. Uh, this is principally uh, run here by our friends at Paul Bennett Air Shows, and uh, you'll see all of their uh, fantastic uh, pit special action, including the wolf pits, which is always uh, you know really exciting to watch. Lots of warbirds as well. Uh, they're going to be the L39 flying around. In fact, Grant, I think it's the one you and I have had a ride in once or twice. Oh, well, it's very possible. Our friend Mark Pracy will be flying that. The Russian roulettes will be there. Plenty more to see. Uh, if you're in that part of the world, the 4th and 5th of July, you can check out their website at huntervalleyairshow.com.au. Come along and uh, say hello. We'd love to uh, we'd love to see you up there. It's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I've got a number of friends based up in the uh, Hunter Valley area who fly all sorts of things from hot air balloons all the way through to uh, aerobatic aircraft. So fingers crossed we can all catch up there and that we'll have time to actually say hello as opposed to other air shows that we've been doing commentary at where we've had barely enough time to breathe. Something you're struggling with right as we speak, Grant, breathing. <laughs> just a little, mate, just a little. Mm. But to quote Matt Hall, oh, it's okay, Grant can speak underwater. So, yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Well, Grant, I'm feeling very old. My daughter, as we record this, turns... T- t- 20 tomorrow. I'm getting very old. Oh. How did that happen so quickly? <laughs> yeah, keep telling yourself that, and next thing you know, she'll be 40. <laughs> so that means I'll be, you know, like... Three, 102, but three, anyhow. 300, and yes. <laughs> and don't let her hear that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. We'll be back next week to tell you all about the fun we had up at the Hunter Valley Air Show. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Go to bed, would you? You sound terrible. Oh, well, you know, I normally sound terrible. Yeah, I know. Actually, you'd sound a lot better if you actually edited this segment. Oh, yeah, right, mate. Nice try.